Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Louanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. Ladies, we know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. We are still discussing the names of God yes, because I love they it. are so rich and there are so many of them. In fact, just as a little bit of a reminder about why we're continuing to talk about these, we'll go back to a verse that we talked about the first week, Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong oh. tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. Mm. And I found this good quote from Max Lucado related to this. It says, if your faith seems to be trembling, perhaps your vision of God has blurred. If you can't find power to face your problems, perhaps it is time to face him. Oh, that is good. And that's what we're doing by talking about the names of God because they reflect his character. So anytime that we get a clearer picture of who God is, it helps us get our perspective straight. Today, we are going to talk about Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Okay. These names. I'll have a song to them. We will get to some that I have never heard songs about, but this one definitely. We were going back to the oldies there. Jehovah obviously means Lord, and Jireh comes from a word that is translated as provides or sees, but not sees really in the way that you might be thinking about. We'll get to that in just a minute. Luann, what is the story with this name? This is the best story. It comes from Genesis 22, 1 through 19, and it's when Abraham is going to sacrifice Isaac. And I find it very amazing. Abraham waited a hundred years. Mm-hmm to have Isaac. So his faith was growing because when God is asking him now to sacrifice the very thing he just loved and waited all those years for, he never hesitated. He just was taking him up the mountain because he knew his God so well that he says to the servants, Hey, we're going up, but we'll be back. So he knew if I'm going to sacrifice, we'll be back. Not just I'll be back. No, he says we'll be back. Mm-hmm. And I'll read that in a second. But just the fact that he knew in his heart, I have trusted this God. This God has come through and I have seen his hand. And now he's wanting me to sacrifice this son of mine. The son that we talked about last week with El Shaddai. When yes. God came to say, I am God Almighty and the provider I'm, and I'm going to give you descendants. Yes. Well, here's the descendant. That's right. The start of the whole descendant thing. And now <laughs> God's asking him to put him on the altar. Yes. And sacrifice him. So good. All right. Let me read this. All right. Genesis 22. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham. So this was a test and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, 
and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning. He's going to be obedient here. Rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. On the third day, so they've been traveling now three days. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with a donkey and I and the lad will go yonder and we will worship and return to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. And Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son, but... The angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked and behold, behind him, a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide as it is to this day. And the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. That's the story that always makes all of us think, could I do that? I know. Would I do that? That's a tough one. Yes. And when the Lord asks us to lay down that thing that we absolutely love, he has our answer. My biggest thing about this is that God is asking this of Abraham. And at the very same time, there is the provision coming up the mountain That's right. and gets stuck in, in the thickets, which is probably the weeds and whatever. And his horns got stuck right where Abraham and Isaac were. Now, yeah. come on. <laughs> I love it. In English, the Lord provides this is a little word thing. The English word provide is from a Latin word pro, which means before and videri, which means vision. So it means literally to see beforehand, which means that God sees our needs before they even arise. And he's already provided just like he did with the ram. That's right. Number one, he said he was testing him. Said at the very beginning, this was going to be a test. So how many times are we walking through something in our life and don't recognize all it is is a test? And God is just trying to see where we are in this thing. And he's already got... The provision. provision, That's right. And he was looking at Abraham's, it says it right there. He he obeyed, he worshiped, and he loved his son, but he was willing to lay him down after he had prayed all those years for this son. And now he's been told, okay, now I, I want him. I bet he didn't tell Sarah what he was. Oh, I am sure he didn't tell Sarah what he was doing. I don't think, was she around? I don't even know. Does it say? If Isaac wasn't that old, then... No, but Sarah does pass. But I don't know if it was before or after this. Excuse, uh, excuse me for this one. I don't know the. I don't know either. I don't know the, but anyway, she's not in this scene. So yeah. we're assuming that either she didn't know or she was dead. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. But the provision—it's not always financial. 
So when we say Jehovah Jireh, my provider, I've always thought of it as financial. But look at what it is right here. It can simply be he wants us to be obedient and then he will provide. Maybe it's something that you are asking about one of your children coming to the Lord and coming back to the Lord. And God will provide a means for that child to come home. And that is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide the way through. Which, I mean, literally he did with Isaac. From yes. Isaac's point of view in this story, oh, yes. God provided a way for him to be spared. I can't imagine what he thought laying there. I know. It, I wish that, we that had one that little part of it. verse where it says, okay, dad, I see the wood and I see the fire. Uh, yo, where's the lamb? Yeah, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> he, he obviously wasn't in on the whole But man, he scene. trusted his dad too. It doesn't say anything that he was hooting and hollering. We want to make it so apparent that he is our provider and that he will provide many needs in our life. One of the things that I had written down, the essence of his being is to love, to give. He desires to meet the needs of our life. Mm -hmm. That is who he is. Just like any good father would do. Going back a little bit to the, how he had to get that ram up the mountain at just the right time. Yes. It reminds me of the story in the New Testament where Peter and Jesus were talking about paying taxes and Jesus said, mm. well, go throw your fishing line in <laughs> and in the mouth of the fish that you catch, there's going to be a coin that you can That's use to right. pay our taxes. And yeah. sure enough, Peter did it and pulled and out the right fish with the coin in his mouth. Yes. Raise your hand if that's ever happened to you. No, that just shows God could get that fish there with a coin in its mouth. Absolutely. And it makes me think, why do I worry? Or how do we worry so much? I have a great story. And can I share Mm -hmm. it now? Sure. I have many, many stories regarding financial needs because I've walked in this for a long time of the Lord being the provider. You live on the edge. Yes. It can be crazy and hard, but at the same time, when you see the provision, you're like, oh my gosh. And I had a situation, this was years ago, I knew the Lord told me to go to El Salvador. And so a lot of times I raised that money. For some reason, it didn't come in. So I was having to use money from the ministry, which I didn't think that was something I was supposed to do. And and I remember saying to the Lord, okay, if I'm not supposed to go, could you, I was going to church that day. It was a Sunday and I had to give $750 to the church. The following week, we were leaving for El Salvador. And I said to the Lord, could you just show me somebody today? They just give me like five cents. I will know that you still want me to go. I said, other than that, am I pulling this out? I don't know what to do. And so I get to church, church service is over. A woman, she handed me a check and it was folded in half. And she said, I felt like I was supposed to give you something for your trip. Get to my car and I look at the check and it was $25. And I'm like, Lord, thank you. All right. I am going to give the $725 from the ministry, but I trust that you will give it back because I'm not to take it from there, but I'm going to give them that check today. So so I show up at the meeting on Sunday, gave a check for $750, believing God was going to provide it back Mm -hmm. to the ministry. So on Wednesday, I get a card in the mail. And I opened up from a friend of mine and that there was a check in there and it was on its face. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know the value of it. So I'm reading this card and with this friend felt that the Lord told her to give me this check and I turn it over and it is $750. (laughs) I I was in my car and I was ready to go someplace else. And I'm shaking so bad, called this friend shaking, (laughs) telling her exactly what the story was. She had no idea. No, she had no idea. And that card was in the mail before I wrote that check for $750. I love it. So that's only one of many that I have, I bet. but that one 
he was trying to teach me that he would always be my provider yeah. Yeah. and that I need not fear. And so I am at a place right now, if I can say, mm-hmm. I have trusted him with a thousand. I've trusted him and he's provided 5,000. I'm truly at a place where I would trust him for $10,000. He just keeps building my faith in that area. So I understand him as that provider in that manner. But when we're talking about him being Jehovah Jireh, he is also the provider for our eternal salvation That's right. because he provided the lamb. He laid his son yes, he, on the on altar. A, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the exact yeah, same manner. It's manner. interesting because Mount Moriah ended up being where the temple was built in yes. Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah. It ended up being the, the holy place yes. in Israel during the, the time of the temple. Sometimes when I hear the amazing stories that Luann and other people have about those mailbox miracles yeah. that you get the exact <laughs> amount and I think, that's never happened to me. <laughs> but then I look at my life and I realize that in my case, it's been more of just a constant provision. Like you said, it isn't always financial. It can be a lot of things. We experienced that with our tornado recently and mm. just how he provided friends like Luann to show up and help. A guy we didn't even know came with this big equipment, freely give mm-hmm. of what he had to help us. And you just have to have your eyes open and you'll recognize it Absolutely. because sometimes his provision is just this constant in your life. But there are times too, though, when he leads us to have to make sacrifices he provides wisdom. Yes. So there was a time our boys were very young and we just felt like we wanted to not be in debt. So we sold our house and we moved out onto some property and we lived in the ugliest double wide trailer you've ever seen in your entire life, but it was cheap. Mm -hmm. And we thought, well, we'll live in this a couple of years and just save money and blah, blah, blah. We ended up being in it for seven years. Yeah. And this was just a pride thing with me, but I had thought I will live in a tree house. I will live wherever, but not in a trailer. There was just a stigma (laughs) in my mind. Mm -hmm. Well, lo and behold, But because of that, we were able to save and build a house. I'm just saying sometimes it doesn't come as a check in the mail. Sometimes it comes through God leading you to make decisions that you don't really want to make, but that's his provision. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I agree with you. Everybody is so different, so it can come in all kinds of different ways. And I agree. We have to have our eyes open, but I, I still think that it comes down to the trust that he is going to provide. Because I think we hold on. I think a lot of people, we could even look at this in society so much, people hold on to their children really tight or their husbands really tight. I watch things sometimes. I'm like, Lord, that's really not healthy. And hold on to money very tight as well. I just think that he's such a loving father. He just wants us to trust him. Corey Tin Boom said, hold everything in your hands lightly. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it hurts when God pries your fingers open. I get that. Yeah. (laughs) So that's exactly what you're talking about. And even if what you're holding onto is just the idea of what kind of house you want to live in or what you want your kids to be like, like you said, we can just get off the rails Mm -hmm. with our preconceived ideas. Yes. I've held on to jobs way too tight, you know, not wanting to let go when I knew it was time. I knew it was time. I would even say to the Lord, you're right in what you're doing, but this hurts. And I think it hurt because I was holding on so right. tight to Which, it. Yeah. Like what the quote said, yeah, when he's yeah, yeah. crying your fingers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Sometimes Satan will blind our eyes and we can look around at our lives maybe and think, well, God, I don't really think Mm -hmm. you've provided. We're discontent with what we have or what our lives look like. And and maybe Mm -hmm. God says to us, you've never really trusted me. Sometimes the reason that our lives look the way they do is because we have been so insistent on it being our way. Yes. God is just saying, I wish you would just let go of it. He's got something so much better. Just turn loose. Oh, yeah. And I, I again, I just think it's hard. It, it is because we're wanting it to be one way. We're thinking he's not going to let it be that way. And been there, done that a bazillion times. Well, in Hebrews, he says, without faith, it's impossible yes. to please God. Yes. So we need to lean on him as Jehovah Jireh and not live like most unbelievers live, yes. which is obsessed with accumulating their stuff by any means and always fretting about holding on to it. Mm-hmm. There's a, a quote by John D. Rockefeller. Someone asked him, how much money is enough? And his answer was just a little bit more. And he had 1% of the entire U.S. economy. That's how rich he was. Wow. Just a little more. If we don't have that loose hand with what Jehovah Jireh has provided and trust him, that if he wants to take something away, it's because he's got something else for us. Right now in our culture, the inflation is kind of going up. So a lot of people are afraid of their financial situation. So sometimes we won't tithe or we won't give. And can I just say truly say, do not get caught in that. That's right. Because he's the provider. And as much of any up and down my finances have ever been, I always tithed and I always gave to somebody, something, somewhere. I'm standing somewhere and God says, give them 10 bucks that's in your wallet. Okay, there, give them my 10 bucks. Why? Because of his promises. He has always come through. It's the same test that yes. Abraham faced. Correct. It just looks different. Different, correct. Yeah. But it's that same thing that God wants to know if we're really trusting him or not. Are we going to hold on tight or not? And I think going back a, a step to, I had written this down, the first time we see Jehovah Jireh is a father offering his son. And then we see it, the Lord offering his son mm-hmm. as Jehovah Jireh. It was definitely an Old Testament picture of, yes. of what was to come. If I can read this Mm -hmm. real quick, this is out of K. Arthur again. This is on Jehovah Jireh. She goes, then at the appointed time on the day of Passover, Jehovah took that son, his only son, whom he loved and led him to Mount Calvary. There he laid him on the wood. This time there was no voice from heaven to stop the hand of death. There was no ram in the thicket to take his place. For this lamb was the only provision of Jehovah Jireh for the sins of the world. What man could not provide Jehovah Jireh did? Have you, beloved, gone to Jehovah Jireh and obtained by faith the provision for your sins, for your death? So we can talk about it also being the provision for eternal life and the provision for heaven. That's what keeps some people from uh, accepting Christ is just that pride that says, no, I'm good enough on my own. Mm-hmm. Yes. A, a deadly Which attitude is a to have. Crazy attitude to have. Yeah. He is our provider. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Yes. Philippians 4.19. Oh, yeah. And another favorite verse of mine, 2 Corinthians 9.8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency yes. in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Yes. All grace, always having all sufficiency for every good deed. <laughs> I love the modifiers there. It's it's not a little bit. 
That's a bathroom mirror three by five. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Carry that one around. You know what? You. To remind it. Read mm-hmm. that again. See, listen to what he's saying again. And God is able, Jehovah Jireh, mm-hmm. to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Yeah, so good. It's really good. Talking about having that free hand to give, to mm-hmm. give to people as mm-hmm. God leads you, and, and to be faithful in giving to your church and to ministries and those are those good deeds. Yes. And you'll it is. always have enough to give. Yes. So. Very much so. Yeah. I had written this. Mm-hmm. It says, He is a God who is for you and not against you. Therefore, in any test, you can lay your Isaac on the altar. You can worship Jehovah Jireh in obedience and know that whatever you need in the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. You know, if Abraham had not looked yeah. around expecting God's provision, though, He may not have seen that ram, but he obviously was looking for how God was going to provide something. Yes. It's crazy. Or he was going to raise Isaac from the dead. I mean, he knew he was coming back. Mm -hmm. He did. So he didn't know how he was going to do it, but he knew he was going to do it. And that shows us all where his faith was by this time. He had been through a lot and he got to the place. Now he's like, okay, I I trust you. And God tested Abraham several times. Yes, he did. Initially to call him out from where he lived Mm -hmm. to just go out where he didn't know he was going. But, and there were some tests that he seems like he failed when he Mm -hmm. said that Sarah was his sister. Yeah, he did it twice. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's that. Now he had a bunch of faults. Read the book of Genesis. Read the life of Abraham. You talk about a dysfunctional family. Huge, (laughs) huge. (laughs) But still, he took amazing steps of faith. Yeah, that he's Um, the father of our faith. mm -hmm. That's right. Because of it. Absolutely. One passage that I wanted to read is four verses in Psalm 145. If you're in doubt about Mm. whether God can provide for your needs, maybe you think they're just so big that this is too much. Listen to these verses, Psalm 145 verses 15 through 19. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry for help and save them. That's so good. That's a word for today. That is the definite Uh, word. With the economy being what it is right now. Yes. Sometimes I'll let that get to me when the stock market goes down 700 points. And then immediately the Holy Spirit, I'm God. (laughs) I'm here. Are you lacking anything? No. Yeah, Uh, I I never have. I've never Mm -hmm. missed a meal. Yeah. He's faithful. He's not dependent on the stock market no. or, or the president or anything else. No. He will take care of his kids. He knows how, and he wants us to know him as Jehovah Jireh. And he doesn't want us to be afraid to trust him as that provider, however you need him to be that provider. Some out there may feel lonely and you need him to be your husband. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but he can be your husband. And you can feel there that. There is a scripture that mentions that. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he is that. He's the bridegroom, and he can be that for you. Okay, I'm single, and sometimes I'll feel lonely, but I don't think I've ever felt alone. Well, no, that's not true. Sometimes I felt that as well. So you can be in a group of a crowd of people and feel lonely. Oh, absolutely. And that can be anybody there can feel that. There are lots of people in their marriages that feel they lonely. They feel lonely, yes, and feel alone. So I have felt all of those things, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they've ever lasted because I know that God is there. 
the older I'm getting, obviously, and the more I look back at all that he's done. Am I where I still want to be? No, but that still doesn't negate where he's brought me through and how he's brought me. This has been my journey. And we all have a story of how he has provided, how he has been God, how he has been El Shaddai, how he has been El Elyon, the Most High God, how he's been Adonai. I think when you know those names, you see him, he's always been with us. So he's Emmanuel, God with us always. And so I think that if you're feeling lonely and alone, he is there. And, and he will provide, you know, it may not be a physical person right now. It may be him. And sometimes I would think to myself, ah, that's not enough. Lord, I want someone with skin on them. <laughs> but again, I think there's, there's a lot to be said about that as well. That's right. He sees our need before it even mm -hmm. arises and yeah. has made provision for that. We yes. just need to open our eyes and trust him to provide it the way he wants to. Yes. If we get laser focused in on it has to be this, mm -hmm. then we will miss it. We may miss yeah. the ram in the thicket yep. if we're looking on the wrong side of the mountain. Yes. Ooh, that's, that was that's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong side. That's exactly right. The other side of the mountain, nothing was coming up. <laughs> you that's know? right. So, yeah, yeah, it has to I be like the right that. side of the mountain. Took me 30 minutes, but it finally says... <laughs> Says something profound. <laughs> Maybe we better close. Okay, yeah. On that note, do you We're want to good. pray? Oh, sure, I'll okay. pray. Well, Father, we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. And we thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and you are just and you are true and you are good. And we thank you that you provide everything that we need. Father, we, I just lift up those that are listening. I pray, Father, that they would come to a place, and I know I've had to do this, even if we have come to a place and asked you for forgiveness, that we've been complaining about what we don't have yet. And I just ask, Lord, that we would understand that you will provide and you have a way and you're a good father and you have good things in store. You said that no good thing it would you withhold to those who walk uprightly. So, Father, we thank you that you are our provider in every manner and every way, and we can run to you as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who will provide. We thank you for this story and Genesis that we can lean into and pull apart and say, you were there in so many ways to Abraham and something that he was sacrificing and surrendering. We pray that we can come to a place and surrender those things that we may be holding on to so tightly, thinking that you can't provide. And so, Lord, we ask that we would open our hands and open our fingers and allow ourselves to hold things in our hands very lightly. We give you praise and we give you glory, and we thank you for uh, the goodness of who you are, that you are the God who provides everything that we need. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ladies, we pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more Truth and Hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.